Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every day, only about 13 minutes or so long each day, but it gets us into God's Word seven days a week, and that helps us to stay strong and even grow in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. It also helps keep us in touch in our relationship with God. Now, we always encourage you, share these short studies with everybody you can every day. You know people in your life who need to grow in their faith. They need to come closer to God. Share these studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study talking about the sermons the devil likes. His favorite sermons. Well, again, (laughs) a lot of people would think, what? The devil doesn't like sermons. He doesn't want us to go to church. He doesn't want us to be listening to the teaching of God's word. Oh, but there are some sermons that I'm pretty sure the devil likes. In fact, may loves. And what we've really been emphasizing so far in this series of studies is he likes false teaching preached as a sermon because false teaching leads us away from the truth of God's word. And the truth of God's word is what we need to be in in order to live our lives according to God's will and be able to look forward to an eternal home with him in heaven. Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 31, if you abide in or live in, live by my word, you are my disciples indeed. In other words, you're my true followers. He goes on in verse 32 and he says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Well, in John chapter 12 and verse 48, he talks to people who reject his teachings He said, he who rejects me and does not receive my words, in other words, my teachings, has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. In other words, somebody who rejects, does not follow, does not believe in the teachings of the gospel of Christ, Jesus says you're going to be judged by those very teachings. In fact, Peter wrote this in 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 22. He's writing this to Christians, and notice what he says to them. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. How does Peter say that we purify our souls in obeying the truth, the truth of God's word? How are we born again? Well, it's not through corruptible seed, that is through the physical birthing process, because we all die physically. But he says we're born again through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Well, you see, no wonder the devil doesn't want us to 
hear the truth of God's word because that truth of God's word will lead us to salvation through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn, learn from me, and you will find rest for your souls. For I am gentle and lowly in spirit, and you will find rest for your souls. Learning is key. Learning God's word. So we noted how the apostle Paul instructed, encouraged in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, study or be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing or handling correctly the word of truth, God's word. Oh, and that word of truth again is key to our souls being purified, to our being born again, not just learning it, not just understanding it, not just even agreeing with it, but Peter says, obeying the truth. The Hebrews writer talked about Jesus learning obedience in Hebrews chapter 5 in verses 8 and 9. He said, though he were a son, yet he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author or source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Now, remember what the Apostle John wrote in 2 John chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. He said, whoever transgresses and does not abide in or live in, live by the doctrine, the true teachings of Christ does not have God. There are a whole lot of people out there, they want to just be able to fly by the seat of their pants in their spiritual lives. They'll, in, they'll emphasize emphatically, <laughs> I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. Don't tell me that I need to be in church services. Don't tell me that I need to, to, to listen to some preaching, you know, and all. They just want to do what they want to do and still feel secure in their, in their souls. But knowing God's word and living by it is key. It is central to our having our souls purified, Peter said, to our being born again, Peter said, and to our really having God in our lives, John said. He went on in verse 10, if anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, this teaching, do not receive him into your house nor greet him, for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. Now that's how important it is to make sure that we're staying in the true teachings of God's word. On the night of his betrayal, Jesus prayed to the Father. In John chapter 17 and verse 17, he said, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Why is it that we understand the principle of truth in virtually every aspect of our lives? We understand that there are true ways to do things, and only by doing those things in those true ways are we going to be able to succeed in whatever it is that we're trying to accomplish. Let me give you a trivial example. You want to start the engine of your car? You're going to have to go through whatever process 
is laid out in the engineering of that engine to start your car. Now, maybe you have a car that you still needs a key in the ignition switch. If you don't stick that key in the ignition switch and turn it, your car's engine's never going to start. That's a matter of truth. Maybe you have a fob. Maybe you have a later model car and you, all you have to do is press a button. Well, that's fine. But if you don't carry the fob with you, it doesn't matter how often you're going to press that button, the car is not going to start. It's a matter of truth. A matter of truth. And there are all kinds of examples that we could give. You understand the principle. Why is it then that so many people want to throw the rule book of truth out the window when it comes to their spiritual lives and say, no, that doesn't matter. It matters. And we've seen over and over and over again how God holds us responsible and emphasizes in his word, make sure you're believing and living by the truth of my word, sound doctrine, true teaching of my word, because that's what's going to make you free from the guilt and condemnation of sin. That's what's going to lead you to an eternal home with me in heaven. But the devil likes that reasoning that says, ah, it's not that important. Just believe what you want to believe. Just feel good in your heart. Have that warm, fuzzy feeling that you're walking with God and he loves you and you love him. And don't worry about how you're living your life. Don't worry about what the scriptures say. The devil likes that kind of preaching. Likes that kind of preaching. Well, we need to understand the truth of the matter. We need to understand that God holds us responsible not only for knowing the truth, but also for living by it. And that's 2 John chapter 1, verses 9 through 11 again. I've emphasized many times in my teaching and preaching, including on these t- today's Bible class studies, that those machines, those pieces of equipment that are able to weed out counterfeit bills in our currency, they operate by one principle alone, and that is they're programmed to recognize only the true bills in our currency. When they know the true bills or when they recognize the true bills, anything that does not fit that particular identity or programming it discards. It will not accept. If we know the truth of God's word thoroughly, then we'll recognize any false teaching, any false doctrine, any error that is being taught, that is being presented to us. Even though it may be presented to us by some people, some person who calls himself or herself a preacher an evangelist, a pastor, a reverend. They may be standing there with a Bible in their hand, but if they're not teaching the truth of what is in that Bible, then they're teaching false doctrine. And the devil likes that kind of preaching because that will lead people astray from faithfulness and obedience, true obedience to God. We need to beware. We need to be advised. We need to be on guard. We'll talk about 
some more preaching that the devil likes next time. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for your word to guide us in your very truth, in your will for how you want us to live our lives before you. Help us, Father, to stay in your word, to know it accurately, thoroughly, so that by knowing the truth of your word, we recognize error when it's presented to us. And we shun it. We stay away from it. We refute it. We correct it. Help us to help others see the importance of this principle of truth, Father, and staying in your truth so that we can have eternal life with you in heaven. Help us, guide us, strengthen us in our faith. Please, we pray, Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.